Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. The guy's like, oh, I'll give you a, give you a 12 second delay. And Parker has to ask. He's like, oh, what's a 12 second delay? I've heard of 10 second delays. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like that, but bigger. This is like a two-minute dialogue we have in this movie. It is. He's like, it's a delay of 12 seconds. I wanted him so badly to be like, what's a 12-second delay? And for the other guy to just be like... <laughs> <laughs> that. <laughs> God-awful movie. 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 Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema because no billionaires want to hate fuck us. I'm your host, No Illusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back. Thanks. Uh, you know who's a great actor? Kirk Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> Underrated. Kirk Cameron. Wow. Missed that guy. And sitting 81 miles to my right is my bad friend, Eli Bosnick. Eli, how are you this fine afternoon, sir? Speak for yourself about the hate-fucking thing. There's a Taiwanese <laughs> businessman. I've been trolling his single-handed Facebook page for the last six years. We're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> no, you meet me at the Mandarin Oriental Hotel at 59th Street. <laughs> well, no, th th there are plenty of billionaires that want you to be hate-fucked. I get, I get that. I understand that. <laughs> that much I will concede. So tell us, Heath, what? in the world inspired the Kirk Cameron love uh, that we will be breaking down today. I, that's not, that doesn't count as a sentence, but I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there anyway. Yeah, all right. We watched Apocalypse Caught in the Eye of the Storm. It's the first of a four-part series uh -huh. about the end times <laughs> that was supposed to be five parts, but I think YouTube finally rejected them for the last one. <laughs> they weren't picked up for yeah, another season. They didn't season. get picked up by YouTube that last time. And uh, this one is the story of the rapture and the following seven days as told through a series of what I'm assuming were cutscenes from cops and unsolved mysteries. <laughs> Lovely. And Eli. I'm going to use the term movie here in its loosest possible sense, but how bad was this movie? Well, if you love stock footage, hate lenses that haven't been smeared in Vaseline, and want to <laughs> prove once and for all that that 27-part video series you ordered from Joel Osteen wasn't a waste of money, you will love this movie. This movie is exactly equal parts left behind, The Atheist Delusion, Days of Our Lives, and Jim Backer infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god it was fucking amazing all right two-part question for you number one was this the laziest film ever made and as a follow-up is this also the laziest film possible to make yeah this oh. is the easiest film to make where you don't have to yell world star while doing it <laughs> <laughs> yeah this movie had three kids just to get more welfare benefits so yes oh, and yes <laughs> Wow. Our jokes were thematic. 
<laughs> no, they weren't. <laughs> now, Eli thought they were. As, that's both of your one. Now, <laughs> as near as I can tell, this film, all right, this apocalypse movie was produced by the same guys that did Left Behind right before they signed on big names like Kirk Cameron. So this was like... This was proof of concept, right? This was their way to prove <laughs> so that they depressing. had the chops <laughs> to take on this project. And apparently, this is a test they passed. <laughs> right? Like, how bad would it have had to been for them to have failed? Yeah, what, what, what was the first draft that Kirk turned down? Where he was like, <laughs> sorry, fellas, but you kept the lens cap on the entire time. <laughs> That's sorry. Give us a week. We'll refilm it. All right. We'll, <laughs> ma- we'll make the apocalypse holiday special. It'll be great. <laughs> Yeah, the December bonus episode for our patrons, by the way, is going to be awesome. Um, all right, so <laughs> is there anything that you guys would like to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, yeah, I'm going to say best worst attempt to make Schindler's List for Christian people. <laughs> it's the boo. Oh. I don't know that I would give it to this movie. I got it. <laughs> We've had so many at this point that I was like, really? Yeah. Persecuted? Um, can I go with Best worst Canadians pretending to be American. Hello, this is the president of the United States. Sorry. And I just want to say I'm sorry to all the Mount Cops cops that are going to die here in beautiful Sacatoa or New York. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Like also, um, best worst distance between actors. No two shot of this movie where the people are not inches away. There are gay men having sex right now that are physically further apart than most of the actors are in this film. Amazing. I see you have one more on your list as well. I do. Most insidious use of stock footage. I mean, look. We have watched a lot of apocalypse movies, and usually they have the decency to show one or two clips of something real. A forest fire, maybe a world leader who we all recognize talking, but we don't know what he's saying, and then they sort of... An aircraft carrier. Yeah, right. This movie uses all of its, like, bad stuff happening during the apocalypse of... Real footage from newsreels of real people suffering from not the pretend thing they're pretending it is. Well, right, right. Okay, so like it was bad when the movie we watched about Columbine used the Columbine stock footage, right? We took them to task for that. But at least they acknowledged the thing that actually caused the suffering. Right. They weren't like, and this is what happened when the high schoolers failed their math quiz. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh, and that's and we should point out right up uh, up front, by the way, that that's about seventy five percent of this movie, right? Is us watching other people's misery being reappropriated for their imaginary fairy tale. Also, with the entirely wrong caption, so it'll be very clearly Asian police beating up an Asian person, and it'll be like Belgium, and I'm like, <laughs> unless that's little Tokyo in Belgium. <laughs> Yeah, they even have countries that didn't exist at the time. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, I do want to throw out one best worst, which is uh, the best worst inappropriate soundtrack. All right. So, like, very clearly they went into this movie with ten songs, right? These are the songs we have, and they had to just match them to the most appropriate scenes. 
because over and over again, the music could not fit less with what's going on in the scene, the, the mood of it, the, the lyrics of it. And they're also all the lyrics are fucking hilarious. I don't too. think any of these songs could have fit into any scene in any movie. You couldn't. <laughs> right. It wouldn't matter where you put them. Guys, you're that. saying that the proper soundtrack for Apocalypse Caught in the Eye of the Storm is not... 20 best songs to marital rape your wife to? I <laughs> no. That was the alternative title to the soundtrack, I'm sure. All right, well, as Heath already alluded to, we got three more of these motherfuckers yet to review, which means we're going to have to pace ourselves, so we'll pause for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll break down all the stock footage and B-roll that is Apocalypse Caught in the Eye of the Storm. Hey, folks, just a quick reminder that tickets for god-awful movies live in Chicago with Tom and Cecil from Cognitive Dissonance are still available and going fast. And we mean really fast. Of uh, As of this recording today, Friday the 2nd, we've sold 100 tickets, and at the rate we're going, the remaining seats in the theater won't last long. Also, a quick side note, as of right now, we're sold out of VIP seating, which guarantees your front row tickets and an exclusive VIP-only dinner with us and the Cognitive crew, but we are looking to adding more with the theater, and we'll let you know as soon as we do. But don't wait. Our last show in New York sold out, and we expect this one to sell out as well, so grab your tickets while you can, and don't say we didn't warn you. Link for the tickets will be in the show notes for this episode or on the Facebook fan page, which, if you haven't liked already, is a great place to follow us, find extra content, and get early dibs on tickets and events like these. And now, back to the show. So, you are the ones who've been causing so much trouble in my new world order. Speak your names. I'm, uh, No Illusions. Yeah, hi, uh, I'm Heath. Like the place. Is that, is that marble? That's yeah. nice. Yeah, it is. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, in the streets, they tell me that you say I am, I, I am the Antichrist, right? Yeah. 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 I saw your movie like a hundred times for our show. My, my movie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, trust us, man. This is as awkward for us as it is for you. It, we were atheists before all of this and, we used to do this movie review show, so we've seen the apocalypse like six, seven times now. Uh, eight, actually. You're forgetting that Chinese one we did. Oh, Chinese bomb. yeah. Oh, God, yeah. that was awful. Mm-hmm. Silence! Look, if you know so much about me, then you know that you must join, join or, or die. die. Stop, Stop that. that. How, How are, are you, are you doing, doing that? that? I am God, and I shall not be disrespected this way. Yeah, yeah. Jesus, this is getting boring. Can we just move on? Gods, take them away. Oh no! Sure, hope we don't get executed. Only for everyone to change their minds at the last second. Yeah. What kind of setup you got there? Abandoned church, horse trailer. Is this mixed? Get get out of here! Wait, 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 wait. What happened to your third guy? I heard there there were three of you. Oh, yeah, yeah. He died from a locust lion lady face thing. Oh, yeah. sorry to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, we think he was trying to fuck it. Oh. Maybe. Yeah, he died doing what he loved. It's okay. Good point. That's your one. <laughs> <laughs> and we're back for the breakdown, and we're going to start this movie with a based on true bullshit disclaimer. Yeah, this is based on true hallucinations. So, as, as it turns out, yeah. So we get that you know the biblical writing of oh this shit's really going to happen, and then we we zoom out of uh, we're on like a, a cross around some old lady's neck, and we're zooming out while we hear the news talk about all the apocalypse stuff that's going on. Yeah, there's armies from sixty nations 
with troops in the Valley of Armageddon in Israel. Yeah. Now, are there 60 nations that have, like, legitimate armies? Like, what were the Standing army, yeah. Like, Canada, five guys with a shield, and, like, <laughs> like the Olympics. <laughs> what? Sorry. Yeah, but... Excuse me. <laughs> so what we've got here is we've got Grandma and Helen sitting on the couch together, and Grandma is pretty sure that this is the apocalypse, and what's more, that Helen isn't quite Jesus-y enough for the apocalypse. Yeah. Grandma's, she's flipping through the Bible as she's watching this. She's beaming at the TV like a kid watching the chimney on Christmas Eve. <laughs> she's right. pumped about the apocalypse. She's so excited for it. <sighs> but that's when the bell rings because you know how you ring the doorbell of your own home? <laughs> <laughs> and in comes Bronson. Bronson. Seriously, fuck you. Your name's not Bronson. Bronson <laughs> is the character's Absolutely name. Absolutely not. I want to talk about what Bronson looks like. Can I talk about what Bronson looks like? I, I thought you might. Oh. Okay. Uh, Bronson looks like the Frankenstein monster went on the Bachelorette. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like his mom had reverse Zika. Whatever that would be. He looks like the Pokemon Ted Danson evolves into. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like the host of a game show about phrenology. <laughs> <laughs> I bet he got the part because not only could he star in the movie, but they could project it onto his forehead. <laughs> so, so, you know, some people have that thing you call an ass chin, like a cleft. Mm -hmm. This guy mm -hmm. has what appears to be an actual anus on his chin. Oh, dingleberries <laughs> like, and all. His chin looks like it was his boyfriend's birthday recently. <laughs> like, he has a gaping ass chin. He was not an attractive individual. Sorry, I had nothing. I had nothing. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. So he shows up and I think by the way, he, despite the fact that these two characters now, him and Helen will speak entirely in exposition from now till the end of the movie, they never make it clear, but I think that he's just her boyfriend and has his own place somewhere and he's just coming to grandma's to visit. Oh, okay. that but, makes sense. Yeah. They, but they, they, they leave you guessing there so that they can establish 11 times that they're news people, the two of them. News they do people. the news. Yeah. Also, we should point out at this point that this entire movie is shot with the porn for women and soap opera focus. Yes. So, <laughs> yes. If you like watching porn actors pretend to make love to Barry White music, you <laughs> will love the way this movie is shot. I do and, like can that. we talk about Helen for a second? Like, look, I know we make fun of Christian movies a lot, but I think it's really bold of them to cast a swan in the lead female role of this movie. <laughs> you know who she looks exactly like? And I realized this just as the movie ended. Do you remember that puppet on Mr. Rogers, Lady Elaine Fairchild? <laughs> <laughs> this is like Lady Elaine Fairchild's first movie <laughs> before she became a character actress. So, yeah, so he shows up because he's about to head off to Apocalypseville or whatever on assignment. So he wanted to stop and say goodbye. And she's like, you know, Granny thinks that this could be the biblical apocalypse. And his character says, well, yeah, but doesn't Granny always think it's the biblical apocalypse? To which the the Helen says, "Well, yeah, but that doesn't mean it isn't this time." <laughs> Would be <laughs> that is exactly what happens. The movie. That's, yeah. that's, 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 <laughs> yep. 
Also, just a quick note here. The inside of this doorway, they have like these plastic vines. And it's very, we were going for Greek restaurant and fell short. It's really upsetting. (laughs) And again, as this scene ends, just to really hit home that he's a news person, she picks up a framed cover of Time magazine that says, Man of the Year, Bronson whatever his name is, the world's most trusted man. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. Super, super subtle. And and then we get the credits uh, where we're going to get still photos of apocalypse looking things. And over this, we're going to get the theme song, the Caught in the Eye of the Storm theme song. Yeah, which is directly lifted from How Do I Get You Alone? It is. I'm quite certain. <laughs> Caught in the yeah. eye of the storm. Yeah. Sorry. Which makes me feel better because my music known here was this music video has people fucking in an ocean. (laughs) And then, sorry, I'm too busy riding a motorcycle with my mullet blowing in the wind to enjoy (laughs) this montage. And I love to, okay, so clearly what they're going for with this little opening montage is like, oh boy, sure does look like we're in the end times because look at all this war and stuff. But the other way to interpret this photo montage is, here's some evidence of the problem of evil being insurmountable for us. (laughs) (laughs) That's the other. All right, so now we get day one. And by the way, I love this. I feel like all the movies that we watch should have to announce themselves in sevenths like this. (laughs) Oh, that would be very helpful. Yeah, right, because it was so much easier when it was it's, – it's like driving through New England versus driving through Texas. You know, you just keep getting to new states. feels like you went further. Anyway, so we get day one where Helen is at the anchor desk of WNN, uh, the World News Network. And I know that this is actually accurate that they do multi-camera shots on the news, but they do it so clumsily because she's, <laughs> yes. they have a guy just throw his hand in front of the camera, like telling her that the, it was a fucking strike. And, and she turns like she's about to do her one woman show. Like if she had just been like, oh, hello. Didn't know that you there. Growing up sure was crazy in Canada. I mean, America. Yeah. yeah. She switches to the other camera like she's doing La Tigra all of a sudden. Yeah. She shouldn't even talk. And it felt like the way he pointed, he puts, like you said, he puts his hand in front of the camera and is like, no, over there. Like, they've been doing the whole segment facing sideways. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to see the actual news feed. She Michelle Bachman did. And also, <laughs> and this is going to be a recurring theme for this character. She is the chicken little of newscasting, right? And will remain so throughout. Every time we see her on the news, she's like, yeah, this is probably going to be a nuclear war. So we don't have evidence of that. I'm just I'm just kind of extrapolating from current events. Probably we're all going to get nuked and die. Yeah. yeah. And then and now to Ollie for the weather. <laughs> right. And and that was what I really wanted to see. I wanted to know, was other TV going on besides WNN? Like, what was the episode of Big Brother like that week? She's like, oh, wonder what's going on outside the house. None of us disappeared. All right, so now we cut to uh, Armageddonville, where, where we see Bronson, who... Like, it literally makes you miss Kirk Cameron throughout this movie. This is literally a poor man's Kirk Cameron. It really yeah. is. He, he reports and he's like, I'm standing here looking like I made a protective helmet out of the top of Howdy Doody's head. <laughs> <laughs> and then what he, he starts, he's explaining the apocalypse situation 
the militarily to the general of the Israeli army. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's his role. He, I heard Brian Williams did that too. So I guess. <laughs> well, there he was is that. NBC anchor slash commander chief of Israel. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the commander of the Israeli army? Look, <laughs> there is only one possible outcome here, and that is that we talk about the commander of the Israeli <laughs> army. Yes. Please, please talk about goddamn bad accent that you would get snickered at in a community theater over Corey Feldman for a minute. Yeah. It's uh, Moishi Alazar <laughs> is his name. So they obviously found the brownest person they knew. <laughs> and they were like, hey, man, you can do an Israeli accent, right? And he was like, totally. No, nope. bro. It's me. <laughs> and he's a rare person. This is a, he's doing a ninja act. Like, if, he's like, if he had been studying for Splinter in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, and then they were shooting on the same lot, and they were like, can we borrow your dark guy? And they were like, sure. I'd be like, oh, I get this performance. Right. But he was like, you you like Mexican ninja, Greek ninja, communist ninja? I can do whatever. I'll mix it up. But never mind. I'll just mix it up between sentences. It's fine. Oh, Jesus. And we come back to him several times, and it's always such a delight. So, yeah, so but, but they're in the tent where the, you know, because you know how the, the general who is the acting commander of the army generally stops and explains to the reporters exactly what he's doing. Well, he, we're in one of those situations. <laughs> and he explains to Brunson that Jews are not a people who can hope for a better day. We live as one and we die as one. And I just wrote, please, just have him hiss. I mean, don't, <laughs> don't go halfway. Have him pull a tiny bag of gold out from his shirt and wink at another Jew. Don't. <laughs> no half measures. Chalking his horns like pool cues or whatever. <laughs> So now we get Bronson's live report, right? He has to go out of the tent and do a live report from Explosionville. Um, and basically his entire report is, well, all we can do now is hope that this isn't the apocalypse and that the world doesn't end in the next few hours. But uh, odds are pretty slim. Yeah. He also has this incredible moment where he goes, uh, so far, nobody has used non-conventional weapons. And I was like, what? like bananas <laughs> or a mop filled with poison? What are you waiting for? <laughs> right. One guy with a catapult is I'm, one of these 60 armies. I'm picturing like, like a spy versus spy cartoon yeah. or something like that. Cloud manipulation. <laughs> what, what do you mean by that? Also, to, to reiterate, there's 60 countries and he's explaining it like it's a 60 way war. Yes. Again, like the Olympics, like they're all <laughs> fighting each other all at the same time. Uh, and, and then we cut to this announcement from the president and it starts sane, but it's fucking amazing. He's like, oh, we will uh, defend the right of Israel to exist. An eye for an eye. <laughs> at, as like nuclear policy. I yes, yeah. We're going uh -huh. with Hammurabi's mutually assured <laughs> blindness policy of right. nuclear weapons. Lovely. Uh, but but he also mentions that the only person who could save the day is Joe McAntichrist, the president of the European <laughs> Union. Oh, who's, whose name is no more ridiculous than Joe McAntichrist. No, yeah, right, right. <laughs> president Macaroni Noodle or Macaluso? whatever. Yeah, that's him. Oh. Yeah, exactly. And by the way, the Antichrist is never white in these movies, is he? Nope. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Always a slight shade of orange. <laughs> yeah, th this one in particular looks like molasses-flavored Phil Hartman, I thought. <laughs> I said, uh, looks like he's about to tell you the kid stays in the picture. <laughs> <laughs>
All right, so now we go back to the anchor desk where Helen, like, sees him off, and then they're done, so he can cut to the producer back there producing. And I swear, he should have just been waving his arms with, like, you know, film reels in both hands or something like that. It, it was it was fun. Um, but they want – she now that they're off the air, she wants them to patch her back through to her husband or boyfriend or whatever that's in, in the shit in right. the Valley of Armageddon. There's so many moments on and off the news – that are so unprofessional between these two. Like it cuts back to her <laughs> exactly. and she's like, great Bronson. Can't wait for you to come home. Love and kisses. Now on to New York. Like, constantly. <laughs> right. so she's just using the fucking news communication FaceTime software. <laughs> exactly. Like, like how's Armageddon? Great, great, great. Can we talk about us for a minute? <laughs> can we, can we get into this? Do you think my friends are bitches? You think my friends are bitches? <laughs> no, I mean, I love that you have your own friends. <laughs> I also love too in this conversation. There's like the, the, the exact same explosion behind him on the green screen over and over again. And by the way, Bronson, every time we see him, will be in front of a green screen, mm-hmm. right? And not even well. And almost always an explosion. And there's a very clear explosion that happens behind him, which we see from her perspective. We see what she sees. And she goes, what is that? And he's like, oh, fucking white snakes performing next door. What do you think is happening? People are dropping bombs. And she gets, like, pissy about it. She's, like, mad that he didn't do no you hang up during the firebombing. Right. And I guess that's all a day one. That's everything we needed to know. So now we're on to day two, complete with more news footage. And we start this one off after we clearly established that the apocalypse is still going on, um, that there is a brand new everywhere at once news station that just happened to come online today. It's on the TV. It's on the Internet and all the billboards. Yeah, what? And that... The electronic billboard, that's just a big TV. Those were invented a long time ago. There's no coincidence here. Yeah. And, and also, by the way, because they show this like this report about this live everywhere news station or whatever, and they show it all over the world, but it's all in English yeah, everywhere said, in the world. Yeah. I said this English speaking news anchor without subtitles, probably not doing a ton in Hong Kong. <laughs> well, they got some English. But they, yeah, right. Yeah, well, they, they yeah, exactly. A, but they go to places yeah. that are very distinctly not English. Yeah. They go to France at one point. Like, those assholes aren't going to speak English. Nobody speaks English in Hong Kong, I say. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's where Soho is, right? <laughs> That's where See? it comes Tweeted from. at him. <laughs> where it comes from. So we cut back to the uh, to the production room or whatever where Helen comes in all worried about Bronson because uh, he's been in the middle of the Armageddon all night or whatever. Right. And, and we get this really subtle moment here where one of the like tech people turns around and goes, don't worry, Bronson will be fine. Me and my whole church will be, have been praying about him. And that's basically everyone's cue to go around and say whether or not they're going to get raptured. In yes. The next uh-huh. Yeah, like, exactly. Well, I-, I raped a child. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, and then of course they get to notice that Bronson is going live again, which means that the fact that we switched days was completely pointless. We didn't have to do any of that. But he's on now to tell us that Tel Aviv has been exploded with poisonous poison. The way this they cut to Israeli ninja guy 
And the way this guy describes this chemical cloud is he's like, there is a deadly cloud that does not care if you are a baby. This cloud only <laughs> wants to kill innocent people and finish the job that Hitler started. Literally and I says that. So badly for an alt right cloud to just be like mm. <laughs> Hashtag yeah. lols. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there, there, he tells us about this evil cloud of gas that can't be reasoned with and can't be bargained with and tells us that it's Hitler it's gas. Just like Hitler. Well, except it kills Muslims too, like I just said earlier. Whatever, it's really bad. It's a bad cloud. And then there's another identical explosion right behind him. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. That same we'll explosion five of these. we'll get several times. Also, we learn in this report that the U.S. aircraft carrier Nebraska was hit by a Chinese bomb or whatever that they would use. Oh, a nuclear submarine? Yeah, the nuclear. nuclear. Yeah, all uh. of my notes here are, are you guys sure I don't say it right? <laughs> like I say it right according to this movie. We also learn here, it's just a tiny thing. We learned that three million troops have gathered in a hundred square miles. Are they having a fucking pitched battle? What? <laughs> 30,000 people per square mile. Yeah. It's fucking military Woodstock. What? Tanks loaded up like clown cars of little people. It's pandemonium. <laughs> what? I just love that visual. It's like, okay, everybody, we had to do 60 different colors because we're all from different countries. So if you Wait, got are like you light mauve or dark mauve, get your shit together. <laughs> South and now it's back to Helen so she can speculate about nuclear war. You know, we go back to the desk, anger desk, and she's like, mm, sounds like we're all going to get nuked probably. Well, what's amazing is she goes, nuclear, biological, and chemical weapons have been used. And unless someone hits the brakes, this could be serious. Really? Those <laughs> two weapons have been used and it could be. what's next? <laughs> Solar manite. Uh, life extension technology. <laughs> so yeah so they go to dr horn who's going to be the nuclear expert and i love her first question to dr horn the most relevant question that she can think to ask the nuclear scientists is how many nuclear weapons are there <laughs> i just want to point out dr horn looks like a giant toddler melted jim gaffigan action figure with a magnifying <laughs> yeah and he looks and sounds yeah, just like the opposite of a nuclear scientist. He's supposed oh, yeah. to be like the UCLA expert on this. Whatever you're imagining, that's what he looks and sounds like. The opposite of that. <laughs> I really wanted him to start telling Helen about the dangers of diabetes. <laughs> or, or to look at his butthole. Right. Yeah, or like how a zone blitz works on well, the Alabama right, defense. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Also, okay, so they cut away from him, though, because we have breaking news that we nuked China's defense ministry building. Um. Okay. Quick thing, if we nuked their defense ministry building, didn't we also blow up Beijing? Well, right, that's not how we nukes don't, work, I don't think no. We have <laughs> single building nukes, do we? <laughs> we probably do. We probably do on drones, yeah, and actually, we're about to give those to Trump. Wouldn't be surprised at all. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so again, it, oh, oh, we we get a quick, you know, ladies and gentlemen, you're all fucked from the uh, from the news anchor lady, and then we go back to fake Jewish Corey Feldman. Uh, who <laughs> he says 
It, when they realize that nuclear weapons are on, the, are on the way, he says, you know what to do. Simpsons fist. And I wrote, God, I hope they're breaking out gay sex stuff quick before they die. I hope that's what that means. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Hey, always a good idea to do some light fisting when you're in conflict. <laughs> if everyone's about to die, I would make a very similar suggestion. I'm just saying, I, I get what Master Splinter's going for here. I get what Moyle Splinter is going for. <laughs> Then we get a speech from the POTUS for a second. Who yeah, not also, live. Who also can't say nuclear correctly. No. <laughs> I really, sorry. <laughs> I really wanted to see like, just see the producers explaining to all these actors, no, it's two syllables. Just There's a word new <laughs> and there's a word clear and you just say them next to each other. <laughs> Shit. Clear new. Got it. <laughs> Yeah, and I love too that this the the announcement from the president is well since we're all gonna die they're all gonna die anyway because you know fuck those assholes so we sent so many nukes we can't even count them all he even says that we've sent countless nukes really like we wouldn't you know the I would figure you would know the number of <laughs> nuclear know, weapons again, you just launched against like our, a fucking <laughs> bunch like a bunch of nukes to send them out. I'm the president. December 2nd, 2016, it is very possible the president would send out a bunch of well, nukes. Well, that's, that's yeah, yeah, no, true. he'd just shoot them out so bigly. So many, the best. <laughs> bigly shot of nukes. It's happening. Yep. Yeah, so then we cut from that back to the news lady who's like, you're all the fucked. And now, back to Duck Dynasty. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> little detail, she says, the way the bad guy warheads work, they're constructed so that we can't see them until seconds before they hit. So, everybody's fucked. Back so, to you, Steve. Yeah, yeah and right. how do we know they're coming, Ben? <laughs> right. ben yeah. They told us. They called us. Oh, <laughs> uh, you just rate. You just rate. <laughs> I'm so, the only person in Hong Kong who speaks English. <laughs> that's your one. Um, that's your one. Uh, Four. And, well, yeah, right, right, exactly. That's your, uh, he gets one per race. Um, so We're not counting the outtake that we're going to probably put in. Whatever. <laughs> All right, so now it's time for the rapture. We get We cut to another news guy <laughs> out newsing when his cameraman gets raptured. Now... I don't think we can give you an idea how bad the acting is without just letting you hear the acting for this scene. So, Morgan, if you don't mind, a little cut in right here. Charlie, this is impossible. This is just impossible. I just can't believe it. I don't know what to say. My cameraman, Charles Tappas, he's just disappeared right in front of me. I don't understand it. People all around me seem to have been vaporized or something. So that is what we're dealing with throughout this film. And by the way, when he disappears, the camera just gently floats to the ground, right? He doesn't, (laughs) he disappears a little bit at a time. Well, we should point out a couple of things. This is by far the best rapture we've seen. This is our third rapture or fourth? Uh, Rapture specifically, I think it's our fourth. This is our fourth rapture, and this is the only rapture we've seen so far where God not only makes everyone disappear, but he neatly folds and stacks their clothes. And, uh, by the way, like, pins the clothes. Like, not, not yes. just folds them, but, like, with with the pins still in them. Yes. And pins like, in the shirt. Lines up the shoes correctly, puts yes. the hat nicely, gently right. on the top of the pile. Now, do you think... 
I'm not sure. Do you think it was God or do you think the people were like, you know what? Like God told us to be nice about this and neat and we're going to rapture <laughs> nice and clean. And the movie doubles down on this. This isn't like a mistake of the movie. The movie later says everyone disappeared. Nothing left but <laughs> yeah. clones neatly folded. So like we're not just like, hey, isn't this wacky? This was the movie's choice. Yes. Yep. The movie believes when the good are raptured, whoever <laughs> takes them will be like tuck, tuck. It's the OCD rapture. Save yourself. Yes. No, at right angles. Save yourselves at right angles. Really? <laughs> oh fuck, it's so bizarre. And then of course we cut to you know to stock footage of the rapture. And I love this shit because they, they like they're like airplanes are falling out of the sky. They show us an airplane. It doesn't fall out of the sky though. It's just an airplane going overhead. Yeah. Remember airplanes. That's what we're talking about now. Yeah. So, all right. So, and then we, we cut back to the, to the anchor desk where apparently a lighting guy who is holding a light with his hands over top of the anchor was raptured away and knocked Helen out when he was raptured, right? Oh, and we don't get to see it because you know that was too comedic. Like, you know they actually got the shot of some <laughs> fake rubber light coming down like, pank! And she was like, no spitties! Puff! <laughs> and like, that's too funny. We literally can't watch the daily. We have to cut that shot. Shouldn't he have, like, put that down nicely and, like, coiled the chain up nicely, would, perfectly you around think, it first? Right? Why wouldn't he get it to the rental center? <laughs> and, and what's amazing is, None of this stops her from immediately getting back on the news and being like, hi, everybody. Don't know if you noticed, but everyone disappeared. But so did all of the nukes. And at which point I wrote in my note, nukes are Christian. Who knew? Yeah, right. All the nukes got <laughs> raptured. Right. I, want, <laughs> I wanted somebody to be wearing a fitted sheet on Rapture Day. And we got to watch him try to fold that thing. <laughs> God damn it. I'm not going to get in. This is bullshit. <laughs> It's there, it's at the very end of the line. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, is there Muslim heaven? Here they have raisins. <laughs> and yeah, so the ICBMs are allegedly Christian, according uh, to the I movie. Guess, yeah. But shouldn't there be like neatly folded uranium warheads in silos then? The ones that didn't get shot at least? They didn't, they didn't think this through. <laughs> I'm starting to think they haven't. Yeah. And then they cut to the like the reporter live in England who has somehow within the last several minutes edited together helicopter footage from several different places <laughs> yes, and ready to go. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, and it's so funny cuz it's like, you know, this is this is they 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 must have gone through hours of newsreel to get this stuff, but they're like, here's an aircraft crashing into the ground because the pilot was you know, raptured. And again, that's hilarious until you think to yourself, wow, we just watched a man die. Right. That's a real plane crash. Again, there's just like a series of real things and they show people like in real conflict, like crying families after real tragedies. And it's like, hey, I know you take your pretend things super serial and we're humoring you with your movie. But like those are real humans and their suffering was caused by you. So. <laughs> this is often is not. Maybe don't use them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, but at this point, though, I, the, the the whole concept of this movie started to become clear to me, right? Because the idea is that this would be on some Christian uh, TV network. Somebody would be flipping through, right? Some old lady would be flipping through and see this fake news footage of the rapture happening. 
Right. That was their whole goal is they were like, <laughs> oh, as you're flipping by TBN or whatever, you'll have to turn back. I wanted some reporter to find like two neatly stacked dildos, a string of beads around it. Coiled <laughs> see, see, the Jewish part doesn't count anymore. I told you. <laughs> you know, like, why was there no clit ring sitting on top of anybody's stuff? Yeah, exactly. So I, I also love too, by the way, that during this rapture uh, uh, B-roll thing that they've got going, one of the shots they're showing wildfires and house fires and wars and everything, but they also show just some screaming Jew. Yep. <laughs> he just found out his son's a Christian now. Oh, I see. <laughs> I mean, I read lips, so you can tell he's saying, and then he slowly unbuttons his shirt and takes it off and folds it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if no. you were wondering what Moishi looked like, I, like we didn't, that's why we couldn't name him because he was in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and we also learn here, of course, that everyone just stopped warring. The 60 armies all decided to go home, which is a bitch because they all finally got the colors all coated and everything. Um, but uh, Seriously? Seriously? I just got these pants the right shade of teal so that we don't get confused with Jamaica. This is fucking bullshit. It's chartreuse. <laughs> right. Idiot. I punched that Italian guy. We can go home now. <laughs> also, I love, too, that they had, like, the wrong movie name drop in here. Right, because the reporter goes like, and we've, we're all left to wonder why we were left behind. It's like, no, that's I not mean, the movie that you're gonna you're gonna do that one later, guys. Did you Armageddon ca caught in this storm? Did did the eye of a <laughs> And now it's back to Bronson Pearl because that's all the screenwriters had: B roll the Bronson Pearl to the anchor desk to B roll to Bronson Pearl to the anchor desk, <laughs> and now he's at the Wailing Green screen. <laughs> and it's literally she's just shown like fires and destruction and death and madness and she's like never mind that shit here's my boyfriend in israel what's that like huh <laughs> <laughs> and this is where we learn okay so that everybody is shocked by these uh this turn of events except for president macaroni noodle who apparently predicted that this would happen the the previous day yeah, and he's giving a press conference in heaven from Bill and Ted's bogus adventure. <laughs> Journey. <laughs> yeah, so he's he's given this uh like this speech, this like statement in which he very clearly says, I am God a number of times. I'm like, I feel like that would tip his hand a bit. Yep. <laughs> I feel like that goes badly. Also, I feel like God gets an even tan. That's my feedback. <laughs> And my music note here, of course, is Conan's going to fuck that witch, isn't he? So now it's time for day three. We're two-sevenths of the way there. And we cut to a guy reading a Bible in a dark office. Not dark because that's like what they were going for cinematically, but because they didn't realize you could light from three different places and, in fact, should <laughs> light from three different places. Um, so, But this is, I guess, the head of WNN News. Yeah, and then some guy walks in, just complete stranger walks in, and he's like, hey, I've read that whole book, because the WNN guy has the Bible. He's like, I read that whole book. I'm not going to help you. I'm not going to spoil it or whatever. And he's like, okay, this is a weird conversation. Um, what's, what's happening? And he calls for security, and security's evil now. So now now we know this is the bad guy. This is like macaluso's minion yeah something yes. like that this is lynn parker and lynn parker looks like steve buscemi's handsome brother got cast as an Anne rice extra <laughs> <laughs> he he literally has prosthetic 
demon ears. I, I, that can't <laughs> possibly be really the sides of his head, can it? No. No way. There's no way a human being made it to adulthood without killing himself with ears like that. Oh, no. Yeah. This is like an elf of John Malkovich. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so he's here to apparently to tell the head of WNN that he'll be taking over their news network now. And the guy's like, well, I think not. So he kills him because when you kill someone, you get their news network well, first, first you tell the camera inches behind your head that you're going to kill them. Right, right. You explain your And then your you spin around point. and shoot them. And well, then you get their news network. The yeah. It's the comically, it's the most tiny gun you ever seen. <laughs> he pulls is. out a fucking squirt gun. He pulls out the angry cricket. And then as he spins around, we just hear the, like, the, the Casio keyboard of bullet noises. Like, kapow, pew. <laughs> Pew, pew. Yeah, Yeah, but it blacks out because they couldn't afford splatter. This is no Estes Perkel production or anything. So we have to just imply that he was shot. And then we're going to cut to Helen going to see Grandma to this this weird country music shit that we have to sit through. Oh, yeah. The Cranberries live at the rodeo finals. (laughs) Yeah, my music note here was they let me play in this coffee shop from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. Yeah, they don't pay me and I don't get free coffee, but they let me. Yeah, exactly. So, and I love to, okay, so on the news, while she's driving in to see Granny, it says, this is the exact wording that they use. There's been a 10,000% increase in heart attacks. <laughs> what? Why would you fucking phrase that as a percent? That's just, so stupid. Just say how many heart attacks were that day. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that number is, just say that or number. A hundredfold increase. I mean, like they can't. They clearly don't even know that. Yeah. Huh. But at mm. any rate, so she gets into the house, and of course, Grandma's clothes are neatly folded, which means either she was running around naked or she was raptured. Yeah. Well, Grandma's clothes are neatly folded, and. She has attached a note to her clothes, <laughs> which means that there one of two things must be true. Either Grandma has been wearing a get-raptured note inside her, or she fucking stopped on her way to heaven to be like, fuck, where's my pad with a kitten on it? <laughs> right, like, I like to think of it as just, she's just had that pinned to her shirt like a kindergartner getting a note to bring to mom or whatever. <laughs> their phone number and their yeah, Exactly, yeah. the whole time. <laughs> also, what the fuck is wrong with everyone else if that's how it works? You get to leave a note. How does everyone else not leave a note in that situation? Right? Or like at least a tweet or like <laughs> change your Facebook status to in a relationship with God. Like common courtesy would be to <laughs> let everyone know. Um, we Also in the scene, they play the answering machine at the grandma's house and she's got a super happy message from her like church friend about how like oh holy shit there's like nukes and stuff and israel's going crazy we're going to heaven right like oh god like apocalypse we that's the good guys in this movie (laughs) yep (laughs) and of course the note tells helen that it's not too late for her to jesus um and and now it's time for more news and i just want to point out the the wnn news logo was clearly about 28 percent of their budget on Fiverr, and 
They are going to get their goddamn money's worth. They really are. We, we cut to the Pentagon spokesman again, but it's obvious that they thought like, oh, man, we can't keep having him in that same conference room. So now he's at a county fair. What? He's in they- a fucking circus tent. Why? Green and white circus tent behind his head. And they're clearly like shooting from below and up to get as little of that in the shot as possible. So you can't, like, see his family behind him having a picnic? A little bit of cotton candy goes into the shot for a second. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so we get this, like, quick montage of all the various people who can't believe that all the nuclear bombs disappeared, including, you know, General Moishi and General Mike Pence with a mustache and <laughs> and, and, and then the Jordanian guy, the the fucking Swedish Jordanian Wait. guy with the communist accent. Wait, so yeah, he had a solid communist accent. <laughs> so Muslims are getting raptured too? Is that I, <laughs> I thought whatever. Yeah, well but they but they make it very clear like that everyone's thanking their own religion, but wink wink only the Christians were actually right. Um and, and meanwhile we cut back to Helen's grandma's house where she's just rooting through her I guess in case of rapture hope chest. Yeah, it's, but it's like a lockbox. For some yeah. reason, Grandma felt like she needed to secure her Jim Backer tapes. <laughs> so she'd get Helen while she was looking for the good silverware. <laughs> to the music from porn for black women. I t- and, oh, and God. So, <laughs> so she literally puts in a video now of like, uh, you know, like generic 700 club. Which, like, this is what we're going to watch in the movie. We're going to watch a person watch a Christian fucking TV show, a televangelist show in the movie, and not just for a few seconds. Yeah. For a while. For a while. And and this is the best quality camera work in the entire movie. It's a and tape they- <laughs> of a TV show rerun from the 80s, and that's the best <laughs> quality stuff we get. Oh, and again, because everything's worse, like, we've seen... In case I get raptured tapes or you need to be explained tapes in these movies before. But this one, like, the people are even worse spoken. It's fantastic. At one point, they're talking about the Antichrist. And she goes, he'll be a super deceiver. And I wrote in my notes, super deceiver is my new magic name. (laughs) Kids parties, balloons, (laughs) raptures. So, and also, like, and and this is just a general thing because all of these televangelist shows have this, this chick. Right. So it's, it's the, it's the. Fat, it's Mesner. But right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because Pat Robertson has this same airheaded chick that sits next to him and goes, "Well, what if? I mean, it was on nine eleven, and they have that lady in this as well. They're all like the amazing Jonathan's assistant, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) Idiots. And again, so and let's talk about the content of what's being said here, too, because what the preacher is saying basically is, well, you'll know shit's really going to hell if we find ourselves in the middle of world peace. Right. Isn't that exactly the message that he sends here? Yes. And this is the message that each movie has sent is like, hey, just be aware if there's ever a guy who finally gets all the shit together in the Middle East. He's the devil. <laughs> right. Which means that, and this occurred to me later on in the movie because they were like, oh, he'll broker a seven-year peace deal. That means that if we ever start to make peace in the Middle East, we're going to have to make sure none of the contracts have fucking sevens on them. Otherwise, <laughs> a bunch of loonies in the U.S. are going to take over a birding station. Some, some Palestinian-Israeli accord, and they're going to be like, seven years, and some president's going to have to be like, no, nah, it's got to be eight, guys. Or six, but like, can't. Trust well, me, people in Texas even... will lose 
lose their shit. <laughs> because if it's six years, they're going to say, well, the biblical year back then when the say, or something like that. They'll figure they'll it find, out. Yeah, exactly. If pi well, that's is three, divisible. seven is six. It's fucking close yeah. enough. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And But just generally, the moral of the story here, don't get fooled by world peace. That's it's, so fucking dangerous. Exactly. Yeah, right, right, exactly. And also, by the way, like, even if you want to stay within their silly little mythos, like, if Satan can get a seven-year peace accord, he is so ahead of Jesus. (laughs) How many lepers would you have to cure? (laughs) This is also where we learn that uh, Jesus had two very distinct messages. One, uh, I will come into you and eat with you. (laughs) The Heath Enright story. See every song. It is. And... I will come into your heart, the Eli Bosnick and John Lennox story. <laughs> and I love, was there too. <laughs> and I love too on this through the, through this whole sequence. Like basically, she's not just watching a VHS tape. We see her like taking one out and putting the next one in. So she's getting like the whole like nine ninety nine a month course. <laughs> yeah. Or whatever. And as she's doing that, she's studying the Bible. I'm like, they're giving us the all square here. <laughs> They're going for the all square. If my dad had a tape like this for me to watch when he died, it would be instructions on how to find his secret collection of vintage coupons. I guarantee you. <laughs> seriously, like Domino's coupons from the 70s. I don't I, I, I swear, if, if my dad had a post-rapture video for me, it would basically be like, see, a fucking podcast of yours. Oh, Jesus doesn't exist. <laughs> and he probably does. He probably has that, and I'll find it after he dies. Um, so that's it for day three, basically, I guess. And now we're on to day four, which means that we're going to get the halfway mark here pretty soon, which I was very happy about. Um, and we're going to open this scene with talk radio, where everyone's yeah. happy, so their Antichrist <laughs> must be in charge. She goes, talk radio, what's on your mind? And I wanted someone to be like, um, the fucking apocalypse? <laughs> what do you think? Uh, I want to send out a song. Thanks, Delilah. I want to send out a song to Alicia, who I upset when I was doing the rape festival right after everyone disappeared. Can you play nothing but my love? <laughs> <laughs> but one of the things we actually hear on this radio show, somebody calls in and they're like, doesn't anyone have a Bible? This Macaluso guy is clearly the anti-click. Yeah. The serious callers only. Serious callers yep. only. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and again, that's because the people who wrote this script have called into radio shows before to explain that the fucking apocalypse is yep. going on and got hung up with it. Those bastards are trying to censor me. That's why the movie started off with the, with the guy saying, well, didn't grandma just say it was going to be the apocalypse during the Gulf War? Because these people had to answer that charge against themselves. <laughs> <laughs> They've all been yelled at by Matt Dillahunty. Right, right, exactly. (laughs) But then Helen comes in and she's questioning Lynn Parker about how come he's the head of the studio now. And like Lynn Parker could have just said, oh, he got raptured or anything. But instead they have a riddle off like fucking Gollum. He's like, oh, he won't be around anymore. And she's like, did you kill him? I did not not kill him. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah, Noah, you already mentioned this. Um, remember, this is the guy who shot the head of. Yeah. So and therefore he's in charge of. How is he in charge of WNN now? Like that, he just walked onto the set with a dead body. Like, yeah, <laughs> boss got shot in the face or something. So dibs. <laughs> and this is how I wanted to do our taxes. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> the Eli Tony. Bosnick taxation theory. <laughs> um, and now Bronson is back to the U.S. so that they can go live together from the anchor desk. <laughs> and, oh my and, god! Like conjoined <laughs> twins live they together are so close. <laughs> it's like a bit from fucking uh, from Borat. Right, this is the bit that Borat forgot. They might as well be spooning on the news desk while they deliver the report. Yeah, <laughs> clunking heads together as they talk. It was hilarious, and what was so hilarious is they clearly didn't realize that this was visually insane. Yeah, so uh, well, it, no, because this is very clearly them the people who made this movie not wanting to do a two shot. So they were just like, squinch in a little more, guys. And they turned to someone, they turned to Brian, and they were like, Brian, is that, is that too close? And he was like, no, that looks fucking great to me. Fuck you. Sorry, what? No, I said it looks great. Yeah. I mean, I just said, like, this is, there are a number of similar notes later on, but this was my first one where I'm like, how can they not know how sitting next to one another works? Like, I understand when they don't know how, like, finances work or aircraft work or whatever, but they've clearly sat next to people or watched it happen before. But yeah, I guess they just had the one lens. So, uh, uh, so now the Antichrist is about to address everyone, right? That's what they're saying on the news is that the Antichrist is going to give a big speech. Again, all in English. Everyone in the world speaks English, despite the fact that they start this off showing us Russia and France. And he's going, okay, so here's his speech, basically. I have in my hand a Bible. Turns out Jesus was bullshit. I'm the real guy. <laughs> called it. His opening thing is this book is really great, but it is also very confusing. Fuck <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> is this going to read well? Like, even if it's true, this is probably not the best way. Sorry, let me start over. <laughs> Asian women have sideways vaginas. Nope. Sorry, that's oh, on me. Third take. Third take. This isn't live. Oh, this is live. That's your six. So <laughs> how many does he get? We just, we just count? No, yeah, no, there's no consequences. We just name yeah, numbers, exactly. apparently. No, I just want to know those for the edit later. So <laughs> also, by the way, you can tell he's super evil because he says at one point, like, this is the next step in our evolution. <gasps> you know, so, yeah, he's there's also that. The bad guy, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, small thing here. You mentioned they're broadcasting all over the world to definitely not English-speaking places. They also... Intent, they show us this is Prague, Czechoslovakia, yeah, which split up five years before the movie was made. Just get like a map, <laughs> and later they will very badly not get a map when they claim they're getting a map. We'll get to yeah, it. Yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. I think I know where we're going with that one. There's also two amazing shots. They definitely at one point are trying to find like crowds that aren't rioting. So, so they find what could not more clearly be music festivals. Yep. So we get a bunch of shots of like 1992 Noah listening to Bonnaroo, <laughs> but they've just photoshopped in President Macaroni and Cheese. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it's very possible that I am in one or two of these shots. Um, but yeah, so but while he's giving the speech, Helen and Bronson Pearl are sitting at the at the uh, news desk together and she's writing notes in class to warn him that they need to get out of there because that dude's probably the devil. OK, but why a note? They're sitting on top. They're inside <laughs> right. of each other. Just whisper it to him. You're in his face. Well, you're not on the air. wearing a microphone. You remember that shot of his microphone? 
Well, but, but she, she's but inside so, of him. Right. She, <laughs> he, he, she could hear him thinking it. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> I wanted him to start playing hangman with the note. Like, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> T. <laughs> no, that's not. <laughs> I wanted her to pass it over and for it to just be like, do you believe he's the Antichrist? Check yes, no. Or no. <laughs> also, okay, and this is kind of minor in, in, in the grand scheme of the things they fuck up in this movie, right? But then the two of them walk away together kind of unexpectedly and the bad guy's in the production room and he has them like zoom in with like a secret camera that he's had. That's behind the anchors. <laughs> for whatever <laughs> reason. See, and, whisper. Yeah, exactly. Also, uh, we're, we're hearing Professor Manicotti's like speech during this, and it, it had been a while since we'd done an apocalypse movie, and I'd forgotten the kind of dialogue they need to give the Antichrist, where he's like, "Believe in yourself. You can do great things." Yeah, right. And that's how you <laughs> know he's evil, guy. right? That's <laughs> right. so weird. And then he uh, calls for the goons. He goes, uh, Domi, Probert, let's go. And this is one of my favorite little details in this movie. Domi and Probert, Ty Domi and Bob Probert are two notorious NHL players who are fight rivals. And these guys are very clearly showing their Canadian roots here, and they couldn't make up names. <laughs> they, could. they were like, the goons, Domi, Domi, Probert. That, I, that's it. We're sticking it. That's fine. Wow. All right. Well, that's more clever than I thought this movie ever got, so kudos to them there. Don't worry. You just reached a special place in Thomas Smith's heart. He's, he's rolling right now <laughs> with his what? Sharks jersey. This Glad to power hear mullet it. from the late 90s that hockey players <laughs> had anyway. <laughs> so... I don't know if Thomas had that haircut, but everybody in this movie did. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Right, so now we get uh, Bronson and Helen arriving at her house where she can convince, because Bronson, of course, just thinks the Antichrist is swell, which has apparently been the only conversation they've had this entire drive home. So he's, and she's like, no, he's clearly the Antichrist. He's like, can you prove it? She's like, well, what about these Jim Baker VHS tapes that I have? We are reporters. This is evidence. Yep. <laughs> I'd rather let you see for yourself on tape 476 that my grandmother bought for just nine ninety nine. I wanted a phone number to start bouncing beneath them. I'm really surprised it didn't. I honestly, I'm surprised that the movie didn't end with you can get your own copy of these tapes for. Um, and and by the way, we, we watched this again, like a full minute plus of this, and this is not a different segment of this show within the show right we're watching again a minute that we saw earlier when she put these tapes in <laughs> and, and it, they watch the thing bronson's still skeptical and helen's pissed at him she's like well if pat robertson isn't proof enough then fuck you you're being ignorant <laughs> you yeah. can't be convinced. and bronson's response he goes yeah well my dad was into jesus but he's dead now standard atheist rebuttal of course they're so <laughs> dismissive because <laughs> he's dead Right. And there's also this incredible moment. So now we reckon they're, they're arguing this out and we see that they're being filmed. Yes. Being watched by the bad guys outside who have a camera in her home. As she explains to him that according to the encyclopedia, oh, because the anti fucks. Antichrist yes. was supposed to come from the Roman Empire, like they admit that, but this is a new apologetic I'd never heard. <laughs> according to the encyclopedia, the UN is identical to the Roman Empire of biblical times. And I, well, I'm sorry, I, I, you know, I don't know much about history. Was America in the Roman Empire well, and Japan? I I mean, actually, she said the EU, which is slightly uh, less ridiculous. Maybe. Is it? Slightly. I think it's almost as ridiculous or equally in some sense. Like Northern Africa, the Middle East, not part of the European <laughs> Union. Scotland. 
Yeah, stuff north of the Rhine is in the European Union. So yeah, yeah, it's just it's it, it's an insane fucking thing to say. But she's going like, yes, but the Roman Empire is the European Union. Obviously, that's what God meant. He was fairly clear about that in the hallucinations. So yeah, basically that the sentence was just barely cohesive enough to be wrong. Anyway, it'd be so, even more wrong with Britain soon. Well, right? <laughs> <laughs> Idiot. But but yeah, but Bronson still isn't buying this shit. He's he's done with her silly rapture nonsense. And and Bronson's two firing shots are you're going right off the deep end and I'm not going with you. And and essentially tell your god to say it to my face. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so we're actually doing this. We're reading the Bible to decide if a magical demon is the leader of Europe. Helen's like, yes, yeah. we're doing that. And that we, I wanted a montage where they like eat Chinese food with chopsticks Just out of the box Just staring here. at each other, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Bronson spills a little on the Bible. They got to get a different one. <laughs> it's not the King James. They have to get a different one. So, no. yeah, I guess with uh, Bronson's soul hanging precipitously in the balance here, we'll pause for another break. But before we do, let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Can they coax another 35 minutes out of this movie with nothing but stock footage? Will this movie contain a black person? What have I done to deserve this fate? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the mind-bogglingly boring conclusion of Apocalypse, Caught in the Eye of the Storm. My lord, we the angels are ready to begin the rapture. Excellent. On your word, my lord. Yes, just, just one thing. When you steal away all the true believers... Yes, my lord. Could you make sure you fold their clothes? Uh, what? Fold their clothes? Yeah, you, you know, nice and neat. Nothing crazy. Uh, just like standard clothing folds. Uh, God, I'm a warrior angel. I, I don't know how to fold clothes like you really? like you're saying. Like, like the nice thing with the shirts where they square them off, like at Macy's? Nope, uh, no idea. Just a warrior angel. Made of fire, you know. Um, I, I could turn some people to salt. No, that's I, that's. This is really about the clothes folding thing. They, we have to have someone up here that can fold clothes, right? Uh, ooh, ooh. Uh, what about Kevin? He like went to Earth and worked at the Gap for a summer, right? Oh, that's right. He did. Summon Kevin at once. Sure, sure. No problem. Uh, Kevin, Angel. Kevin? Someone call my name? Uh, need some clothes folding? Cause I can tuck a shirt like a drag queen on prom night. There he is. Hi. Hi, Kevin. Ugh, don't hide me. Gross. I think you'll be perfect. Are we rapturing any napkins? Cause I can make that swan thing. Pull it through. Helen's grandma, you must come with me. It is I, the angel Gabriel. Oh, Gabriel, at long last, I am ready to ascend to heaven. Take my hand, child. Sure, sure. Just uh, let me write my granddaughter a note. Uh, what? A note. I just, you know, don't want her to worry. Just uh, going to write her a quick note. Yeah, uh, so you're not really supposed to write notes, like a thief in the night, you know. We, yes, whole... well, this thief is going to leave a note. I won't be a minute now. Where did I put my paper? It's not in that drawer. I have a, I have a 
Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Am I keeping you? Do you have somewhere to be? I'm a good Christian. I got fucked three times, ever. You can wait like two minutes while I write a note to my granddaughter. No, you're right. No, it's fine. It's fine. I can wait. Okay, good. Dear Helen. Fuck. Oh, you startled me with that language. Now I need to start over. Blotted my ink. I hate this job. Pooped a little when you said that nasty word. Better have fresh clothes up there in heaven. And we're back for more B-roll, and we're going to open with bombed-out church shots and breathy Christian music. Yeah, uh, my music <laughs> note here was warm-up act for the newsboys. <laughs> the only place where you can imagine this being the appropriate soundtrack, yeah. Um, but eventually we get back to the news station after we see some, like, cemeteries that have been vandalized for whatever I don't. Who pushes over gravestones because uh, whatever during the apocalypse? Yeah, I, who the, the cow tipping? I don't understand. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so, but Bronson is is back to work. Helen didn't show up, uh, but he showed up because fuck her and her stupid Christian stigmata. Um, but the boss is angry that she isn't there, so he like demands that Bronson like come back and explain why she didn't show up at work. Yeah, and Bronson's like, no, I'm not telling. Um, so you want to have a. A horse face contest? Yeah. <laughs> Parker's like, yes, and also gay chicken. Fine, fine. <laughs> so they do that. That was fun. Once again, millimeters from one another's face throughout this scene. I thought they were going to start clacking their foreheads together like certain rams. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. My note here, by the way, is Bronson is angry talking. That's his angry talking face. <laughs> There's also this amazing moment after their little tense standoff with their butt chins. Um, <laughs> you're going to fucking dock each other on the chin. And he goes, look, we're going to bring peace to the world. Who has a problem with that? And then Bronson says, said the spider to the fly, which is how I'm going to respond to everything I don't like for the rest of my life. <laughs> And also, so if this guy had said, like, I'm going to help trap the world in a web of evil, that would have been innocuous at this point. <laughs> so like, what are we? Yeah, but again, the, the but the conceit of this movie and of this religion on which it is based is that if anyone seems to be getting close to world peace, fuck that guy. Right. <laughs> so we have to just like go in there with that assumption that if anybody's like, oh, we've achieved world peace, we've got to be like bad guy. How long? That's yeah. <laughs> How many exactly years will that be? Seize him. I, I love too, like how they, they they clearly have heard words used in movies before, but didn't understand why they were being used at those moments. Because they have all of these moments in the script where, like, this would make sense if other words were at the center of it. Give you an example. He says, you know, he's like, if anyone wants to stand between us and world peace, we'll have to eliminate them. To which Bronson says, eliminate. Don't beat around the bush here. What do you mean? I'm like. I feel like eliminate really does say it all. That is very clearly murder that person. The torn out page of like, I, I mean, uh, no, I was very clear. Kill. I, I mean, kill. <laughs> Don't play coy with me. What are your real plans? You didn't even name a weapon. Yeah. So, but Bronson isn't buying this world peace bullshit. So he calls grandma's house to look for. Uh, Helen, who's not there, but there is some evil guy going through her stuff. Why? No reason. 
Oh no! Wait, I'm sorry. There is a reason. It's amazing. Technically, it's amazing. It's an amazing reason. Remember this scene. Put a pin in this fucking scene. <laughs> there was a guy going through Hel- Helen's grandma's shit. It was when Domi he or Probert. Yeah. 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 It was one of the two. I think of it was them. Domi. <laughs> it's the shorter one. Um. And and now, of course, we have to get this this scene where they. In painful detail, explain to grandma who's watching this how a 12-second delay works. <laughs> oh, my God. So weird. Yeah, the, the Parker, he's the, like, Antichrist minion guy who yeah. mm-hmm. shoots him, someone and now runs WNN. <laughs> he, he goes up to the tech guy, and he's like, so, you know, I'm worried about somebody saying something. And the guy's like, oh, I'll give you a... Give you a 12-second delay. And Parker has to ask. He's like, oh, what's a 12-second delay? I've heard of 10-second delays. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, but bigger. This is like a two-minute dialogue we have in this movie. It is. He's like, it's a delay of 12 seconds. I wanted him so badly to be like, what's a 12-second delay? And for the other guy to just be like... <laughs> And scene. Oh shit! This is also where uh, we cut to um the totally real rabbi and priest okay. talking about how fantastic uh, macaroni and cheese is. And yeah. the rabbi, the priest, is sort of doing his thing, but the guy playing the rabbi is leaning on the banister in the craziest. The only way, if you watched uh, the Ben Stein movie, the way that that Jewish guy was just always lounging. I think it's genetic. Like that might be the new Tay Sachs is like our lower ribs don't work. (laughs) That's your nine. He's about to he's about to start singing Come to Me Melancholy Baby. (laughs) And the message of what he's saying as he so precariously lounges is the most important thing to take away from this is that uh, Macaluso is God. You know, he's he's the he's the real deal. And the rabbis agree. I love that they have a Christian and a Jew both agreeing that this guy is God. They will not let the Muslims play. <laughs> <laughs> I want them to walk into a bar later and just start fucking with people. <laughs> Another small detail, by the way. These these leaders all met in Bonn, Germany. Not a part of the Roman Empire in biblical times. No, nope. as it turns out. Also, uh, this actor's Jewish voice. Think of Noah doing all accents. That's and you nailed it. <laughs> he was a communist Jew. Uh, but at any rate, so now he's on to announce that they have reached a full and comprehensive peace agreement for guess how guess what guess how long seven years. I wanted him so badly to be like six years and wait, wait, <laughs> seven months. Bunch of disappointed Christians are like, yeah, man, I thought I was just really mad at this really successful UN representative. <laughs> it's okay, everybody, calm down. Yeah, exactly. Like Ban Ki Moon would probably try a little harder to make something like this happen if a fucking third of the world wouldn't call him the Antichrist when he made it. <laughs> right. Fucking deal. God damn it. Well, I, I love, too, that he just sort of tacks on like it's just a rider. He goes, oh, and by the way, it comes with a new constitution for the entire planet. <laughs> also, by the way, in case you. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So and then, of course, Helen is watching this all unfold from a hotel room where she's in hiding somewhere um, talking to herself and then to God, which is the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but whatever. Right. She's just saying her thoughts out loud so that. 
we the audience can understand the plot apparently I, yeah. I guess also a uh, music note here Jesus rode into town on a horse made of justice <laughs> <laughs> Haas and little Joe are spying on me <laughs> it could not be more bizarrely high noon Jesus music and again if you pay the attention to the lyrics in any of the songs in this movie they are all fucking amazing because it's whatever the style is they're singing about Jesus coming and murdering a bunch of people and the world catching on fire anyway so she leaves and she's driving now and the bad guys are driving behind her and we get a canadian car chase ladies and gentlemen this <laughs> it's just people driving 33 miles an hour <laughs> can't forget my signal it's not this turn i just want you to know waving people in at the, at the intersections <laughs> <Right>. yeah <laughs> the slowest most polite car chase <laughs> I get milk with more abandon than this car chase. <laughs> and he's a vegan. So, yeah. And uh, it, so at one point, and it's, it's almost impossible to tell what's going on here because it doesn't even seem you have to like retroactively realize that this was a car chase. Well, you can't see sometimes because they're shooting directly at the headlights of the car for about half of it. <laughs> they are it's stupid. So at one point, though, while they're shooting directly at the headlights, she gets out of the car and runs off to hide in the bushes. The bad guy stops, steps out of his car, sees that her car is running with the door open, and he says, she must have gone up on the roof. Classic. <laughs> Classic. It's the old run out of the car, hide in the bushes trick, so they assume I'm on the roof trick. <laughs> yeah. What a weird fucking thing to think. <laughs> He's been playing too much Assassin's Creed. I guess. <laughs> everyone, everyone look for a big thing of hay. She's going to land in that. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, so we leave her in peril or whatever, running away. Um, and then we cut back to Bronson, who's now leaving work, mumbling to himself about seven-year treaties prophesied in the Bible. Right, but he's doing like a... Like a comedy bit? Like, it could have been a five-year treaty. No. Could have been a ten-year <laughs> treaty, but no. Had to be seven years. <laughs> so he gets in his car, and there's a package waiting for him that contains a Bible and a cassette tape. This was made in 1998, or it was released in 98 anyway. I just want to point that out. We were beyond cassette tape in 98. Anyway, so it has a cassette tape with yet more Christian evangelism on it for us to listen to. And this yep. is our answer to why doesn't God show himself? And the answer is, if you wonder why God doesn't provide any proof, you should stop asking for proof. Well, okay. <laughs> yep. That's your proof. So here's the apologetic that they just crammed into this movie with no setup or no reason whatsoever. God doesn't show himself because without faith, you wouldn't believe in the afterlife. If you had proof that the afterlife existed, you wouldn't have faith in it. That is their fucking, that is their A to B to A logic. This is like a high school logic problem. Like I feel like I should solve for Q at some point. <laughs> During this tape. Also, uh, music note here. Let me put some rose petals on this heart-shaped bed and wait for you with this rose in my teeth. <laughs> yeah. Kind of felt like, hey, you want to lose your virginity to the bangles or boys to men? <laughs> Both. 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 <laughs> Perfect. We'll just play with it. Also, Nat King Cole's Christmas album. All right, let's do that. Do you have a splitter? 
If you're another streamy Twitter? losing my virginity to the band Boys to Men and the band The Bangles, you're not the audience we know and love. <laughs> Gentle lovers, like, Boys to Men. If mm. I could get that on a T-shirt, I'd wear it. So, <laughs> so now we get to one of the most amazing moments in the history of film. This is okay. So Bronson goes driving and eventually winds up in a graveyard. He's going to talk to his father's gravestone because you know how atheists like to talk to dead people. Anyway, so he's going to go and talk to his father's gravestone about how his dad could be Christian, even when the evidence all suggested that he's wrong. Yep. And I wanted so badly for the grave to turn into a Jim Henson Muppet that talks back. <laughs> like I wanted so badly a reverse shot for the Ivy to open up and be like, hello, Bronson. <laughs> Notice you've got your dad's forehead. <laughs> if your dad was indeed a gravestone. Um, but uh, here's the actual conversation we get. Oh, please. With the gravestone. not it, The Muppet would have been way better than this. But dad's like, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this guy, Franco Macaluso, he brought peace to the world. Is, is that good? And then nothing. Dad's a dead person. There's no, no yeah, there's, right, that's right, thing. yeah. That's the whole thing. 12-second delay. Um, so he, he – and, and, and of course – this and this is his absolute Oscar clip, right? Uh, he puts everything he's got into this scene with his dead dad, but then he runs to the car to check his Bible because apparently he just remembered something from the Book of Revelations or whatever and found it with one page turn of the Bible. Well, now, no, he the moonlight shines on Dad's grave, and the yeah. quote on Dad's grave is this verse in Thessalonians about how the dead will disappear during Revelation. Oh, is that what was I got? That's I gotcha. Right. Okay, because my note here was how can they not know how opening a Bible works? Um, but uh, you know, okay, but they they did okay as long as they covered that up. Yeah, it was a moonlight, and his dad was like, <laughs> "Hey, uh, when I go," and they were like, "What Bible passage do you want?" And he was like, "What do most people get?" And they're like, "Oh, you know, some people get John three sixteen, some people get Now I've laid to rest." And he was like, "Isn't there one about dead people vanishing after the apocalypse? <laughs> like their bodies, literally, like poof." Like, yeah, <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> All right. So it was even more surprising than to me than it was to you. What happened in the next scene? <laughs> oh, I wish to live your experience. <laughs> Just watching this movie and the guy's like, fuck it. <laughs> he starts digging up the grave. Yeah, he, he digs up his father's grave in about 10 seconds. He's six feet under and a large berth around it. Yeah, He's right. got a coffin. Oh, and Crazy Billionaire Money remake of this movie, exact same movie, but he opens up the coffin and the body's in there and he's just like, oh, 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 fuck. I don't know how I'm going to explain this to anybody. (laughs) Just a note that says I murdered several people. (laughs) That's why I'm still here. (laughs) But of course, instead, he opens up the coffin that he's just dug up by hand with a shovel in an evening, and his dad's clothes are all folded up inside, his funerary clothes, which brings up the question what they do with cremated people. And I just mean in OC, because I know they're supposed to like come back to life or whatever, but in OCD rapture, do the ashes that formed their clothes get put into a neat little pile or something? Yeah, I think that, that exactly would make the most pyramidal. Sense. That would make the most sense. Okay, all right, yeah. yeah. I really wanted him to put the suit on, though. At this point, just be like, "Oh, cool. <laughs> that's a pretty nice, a pretty nice, pretty suit. nice suit." Folded it. <laughs> Seems dry cleaned. It's clean. 
And pressed. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, no, college days. So, <laughs> I'm going to do some Norman Bates stuff later. <laughs> yeah, so, and of course, Dad's Bible was also there, and he opens the Bible and discovers that it says the same thing in that passage as his Bible, which seems to surprise him for some reason. And now it's day six. We're getting there. We're almost done. And of course, we're back at the goddamn news set because that's the only set that they had. An evil guy is telling one of the techs to like, oh, splice this other footage in or whatever to make it look like people like Macedonia better than they do or whatever. Yeah. And and his uh, his goons have Helen under arrest. Now, I don't think that of a news network can have people arrested. Yet, I mean, Trump's getting there. Trump's getting. Don't get me wrong. Bannon's on board with that. I'm just saying. <laughs> also, did she fuck up the roof trick? Like she I, got. You're a, right. She's like, wait, don't go on the roof. Fuck, you're right here. <laughs> I'm right here. They were waiting around that pile of hay. That's, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> um, so yeah, but we did not see the part where this happened. Right? She she is just all of a sudden now captured again. This pays off in the most amazing possible way, but. It, it, she so she just shows up and we're just oh she's now captured I see, um and this is where they they talk so that he can monologue about the plot and how secretly evil macaroni salad really is. Oh my god! And and then okay, we cut to macaroni salad like giving a speech and his speech is like you have snitches among you. Uh, and, and the crowd, we, we like get a quick cut of the crowd, which includes Santa for some reason, like, rah, rah. <laughs> He's pretty and, and the news reaction, this is the exact quote. Every reaction is the same. Down with the haters. That's what they actually say. The haters. The haters. They yep. will use this term throughout the rest of the film to denote the people who don't like the Antichrist. Yeah, and then they cut to this fucking interview, this man on the street interview where everyone's just like running by, running by. And one guy, this is how they set this scene up. One guy stops like he's going to say, fuck her right in the pussy. And she just sort of looks at him and, and he goes, he goes like, and she goes like, oh, um, what do you think, sir? And he starts to be like, oh, well, I don't like the Christians. And then it pivots and there's another woman next to him. So we're supposed to believe this running crowd just stopped and they're like, all right, everyone line up for your interview, <laughs> which this unasked, unprovoked interview. <laughs> and she says, we're all gods. Got to kill the haters. Yeah. Well, yeah, right. OK, so and that's the important thing that we have to point out here is that when the Antichrist is making his speech, he starts off by saying, guess what, guys, you all have magic powers. Hooray. And I'm going to teach you how to use all those magic powers. Just as soon as we kill all the Christians and everyone is <laughs> yep. on board. The actual quote from the lady at the very end, she goes, whatever it takes, we got to get rid of those haters that stand in our way. Yeah, that's wow. Reason rally in a nutshell. <laughs> that's the message. That's what that girl sang about. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So now we get more news footage of non-Christians being persecuted with voices over top saying, look at all the Christians being persecuted. And this was like really the grossest part of the movie. It was the like worst this, part, yes. Cuz they they show like actual police beatings and actual dead bodies and actual like real tragedy and they're like this is what it's going to be like for us and it's like you mean what it's like when you do this to other people? Like I recognize some of these from like being your fault and they're like ah then nah, nah, this is a movie. Come on. 
Yeah, and and also it's got again because everything has crazy inappropriate music, and this has sort of like a whatever, like three people dancing in a field together kind of a feel to it while we're watching actual footage of people being beaten to death in the streets and shit. And then this this montage, this horrible, horrible montage, eventually feeds right into a report from Bronson about all of the Bible burning that everyone's enjoying together. And and again, I, I know that a lot of these movies are like, no, you, you do that. But again, Christian, <laughs> you're the ones who do the book really. burning. That's your thing, not ours. Right. Yeah, can you imagine if atheists acted like us? That's the conceit of this film. Um, I, I love to. This is an actual line. He goes, the world is united in a common hatred of Christianity and Jesus Christ. So it's not just you. It's the horse you <laughs> rode in on, too. Right. And, and that's when he breaks through and he's like, no, I'm telling you, this is all wrong. We're doing it all wrong. And they use that handy dandy 12 second delay that we heard about earlier. And he gets <laughs> arrested by the random atheist CNN police. I get well, of course. Yep. Why would that not be a thing? Yep. An important little detail here: Agent Domi's right there in the uh, the booth, and he tells the tech guy to record this anyway, even though we're using the twelve second delay. Record it anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this little conversation it happens at full volume, like two feet away from the anti <laughs> guy who's right, right. the show. Whisper, whisper, oh, whisper. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and so yeah, so he gets arrested, and now finally it is day goddamn seven. Um, they stole this vehicle from Buster Keaton, by the way. One week, much, much better movie. And it's short. It's a short. Anyway, so now it's day seven. And I, I just, I, I have to say, this rapture looks awesome. Yeah, it's, again, more music festivals. Well, right, it's yeah. It's a because series that's, of shots of everyone from Port Towns in Washington. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> it's a worldwide Bonnaroo in the middle of this fucking apocalypse. Um, so of all the apocalypses that we could live out, this is the one I want most. Plus, you'd have all these clothes. You know, there'd be, like, something in your size, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. Neatly so, folded. Yeah, well, right, and pressed, and pressed, still with the pins in them and shit. I wouldn't have to steal panties anymore. Ooh, I like this. (laughs) You still could, though. (laughs) It's true, it's part of the thrill of the hunt. Yeah. (laughs) Coming for you, Kelly (laughs) Kelberg. Nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So all the Christians are in this, like, horse trailer, which is... Supposed to be a jail thing, and yeah. and Bronson and Helen end up in the same jail. <laughs> what are, mute, mute, cute, huh? <laughs> what are the chances? Yeah. They're like walking in two lines of prisoners. I wanted them to just like stop both lines to have a talk. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> fun. And, and also, I love the little like because there's a scene here where like the guards are roughing him up. You know, oh. and, they, they, and it's like such obvious Jesus parallels to where the one guy says at one point he's like, and, and I I swear. This is the goddamn line. He says, I hereby dub you king of the haters. Oh, my God. It's amazing. He also has this great moment where he fake punches him. And it's not the fakest punch. That still goes to the Mormon musical. But it's like his hand goes straight up in the air and Bronson goes the wrong direction. And when he stands up, he's got ketchup on his chin. It's just everything is in the wrong place and the wrong way. And Helen's like, you remember when you said my friends were bitches? I but let's go back into that. If we're in the same Holocaust truck, horse, van, train thing, we're going to talk about this. 
It's and never they, the right time. It's never the right time. <laughs> the funniest thing that happened in this movie was the location scouting. I'm sure that that was the most hilarious. Like, if you could be involved in one portion of this film and only one, that would have been your fly on the wall moment. <laughs> the location scouting was a drawer full of old tapes. So, <laughs> and this is where we learn that uh, Bronson's going to be publicly executed on TV. That, that everyone's watching. And I feel like that's a little bit of a shift. Like, don't get me wrong. I think I'd be into the whole music festival thing, but I think when they were like, all right, next up, we're going to kill Bill Maher on national well, television. I'd be like, well, that's weird. And the, the thing is, is okay. They, they didn't let him go live with the stuff that he said, right? Because like he made the public declaration of, oh no, this guy's the antichrist and Jesus, 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 but they cut him off. So nobody knows that. So now they're just killing this reporter that everyone knows for a reason they don't know. Anyway, yeah, so they announced that this is a day of love complete with an execution and that's everyone's pretty stoked. <laughs> and, and so basically, as he's being like led out, right? Helen is in the other horse trailer and she, mm -hmm. she, she yells at him this weird like pep talk. She's like, you have to understand Bronson, we had a plan and I had a plan, but we didn't trust God's plan. Whose plan do you think is better? And he's like, I, I don't know. This one seems to involve me dying. So <laughs> hours. Did you try hiding on the roof? <laughs> but well, not the roof. Shit. That's I made the same mistake. It's okay. And yeah, because like all Rapture movies, we have to at some point acknowledge that nothing that any of the characters do matters because it's God's fucking plan. So uh, once again, they have erased if They get to the end of the movie and it's like, oh, we could have just stayed at home and played along. Right. Yeah. Anyway. So, yeah, so now they come get Bronson and they lead him out to kill him. Uh, but first, he's got to give a little pep talk to everybody else in the cell. Yeah, and even worse, pep, his pep talk is, look, nobody is going to touch a hair on our heads unless God allows that to happen. In which case, that's going to suck for us. But, but. Still. Uh, still, huh? Right? <laughs> All right, everybody. Bye-bye. Enjoy this music footage that Enya didn't use. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> And also, I love too. On the way out, they're like, they're 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 telling him like, you like good ratings, right? Well, your execution is expected to get great ratings. I'm like, that was nice of them to tell him that. <laughs> I would want to know. And then just as they're about to, he literally turns to him and goes, 10 seconds to midnight." And then just as they're about to hang him, his super out of context motivational speech appears on TV because it turns out. Dan from Sports Night, who was one of the bad guys, was a good guy after all. And he's the one, by the way, that was looking through Grandma's shit earlier. So I believe what we're supposed to think is that he was convinced by Grandma's stuff. Yeah. Right? Like he too watched Grandma's video collection and became convinced that he was working for the Antichrist. So he launched this massive plan, which includes, by the way, the fact that he was secretly filming when she was talking to the minion guy who was admitting that Macaluso was really an evil person. Yeah. 
Heath Ledger's the Joker would have thought this plan was too complicated. (laughs) But there's this amazing moment. So he's locked himself in the producer's room and he's playing this on TV and the bad guy is like, get that off there, get that off of there. But he's locked himself in. And they have really long shots of people like through the glass being like, fuck you, fuck you, Tony. Listen, stop. Yeah, right. They can't pound on the glass because they can't afford it if they broke something. Right. Yeah. But but the scene is like eight minutes long. So you can see like there's a guy in the back who's just windmilling his arms just like, ah, (laughs) loud noises. I'm also upset. This gesture isn't taken. (laughs) Someone just starts doing King Tut in the background. Hey, Macarena, Macarena, Macarena. (laughs) We got it, right? And of course, the whole montage ends with that same televangelist from earlier, the poor man's Jim Baker or whatever, telling us about how we should just take Jesus into our life right now, just in case. And, like, most people are like, what the fuck is this? But we see one or two people are being convinced by this. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's this movie saying, I know you think this is bullshit, but I bet somebody who watches it doesn't. I know you think this is bullshit, but I don't. Uh, right, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, And then, of course, we get some quotes at the end where it's like, the tribulation period will last for seven years, but we're only going to make you suffer through the first seven days. You're welcome. And then a few Bible quotes and the whole thing wraps. Day eight. No, we're done. It's no, done. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> done. All right. So whenever it's possible, I always like when we get uh, through these movies, I, I always check the IMDb trivia page and most of them don't have an IMDb page that we do. But I always see if there's anything worth bringing up. And and, and there's not. And in fact, when I searched it, IMDb asked me like if I was sure twice and then offered up a suicide prevention hotline number. <laughs> but but there was something listed in factual errors for this movie that struck me as amazing. OK, this is a direct <laughs> quote. This is fantastic. <laughs> Franco Macaluso is the Antichrist. He sometimes wears glasses. This would not occur in reality because the Antichrist <laughs> is Satan, a fallen angel, and he cannot be killed. Therefore, he would not need glasses to correct his vision. That is listed under a factual error. Now, I have plenty of issues with the logic in that, with the factuality, et cetera, et cetera. But the biggest problem I have is like that for someone out there, that is where the movie lost them. Really? Glasses? Just like, uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, this is bullshit. (laughs) Dear... Logan brother brothers. <laughs> Once again, I find myself forced to correct a everyday oversight. As you know, I am currently working as the Star Wars consultant on the Star yeah. Wars holiday special. Right, right. I'm sure he tweets as the helpful fundamentalist. Uh, so, but, but I figure though, like, this is a clear indication that IMDB could really use our help. So in the spirit of this factual error, are there any other factual errors you'd like to suggest for this movie's IMDB page? Uh, let's see. Chemical weapons do not follow you around like a cartoon cloud. Pretty sure that's not <laughs> like how a that cartoon works. Nazi cloud. Um, Africa's not in Europe. No, we'll no, no. Good one. Good one. Totally realistic that God would fold people's clothes, but uh, plastic collar stains? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> one star. <laughs> 
Well, unfortunately, we can't use stars to rate this flick because they have all fallen to the earth in this universe. So rather than rating this movie on a traditional scale, I thought we could sum it up by answering a quick apocalypse-related question. What is the worst end-of-the-world scenario that you would choose to experience if it meant you never had to watch this movie again? Ooh. Uh, I'd fuck a human-faced scorpion horse locust thing. Like a hot one. Like a hot <laughs> one? Yeah, totally. Yeah. I think we've all been there. Um, I'm going to go with Muslim apocalypse. Bunch oh, of white-haired wow. kids. Easy pass to hell. Plus my own angel who's super upset at how into being led around by chains and eating filth I am. <laughs> <laughs> I got nothing else, guys. This is all I got. I just have the two, I'm a two-trick pony here. You wait till we get to the soup. <laughs> I'm a vegan. Damn it! Damn it! <laughs> And uh, I guess, well, that does it for our review of Apocalypse Caught in the Eye of the Storm. That's not going to do it for this episode just yet because we still have three more of these motherfuckers to do. So, Eli, remind us, what's on deck? Apocalypse 2. Revelation. Let's hope for some scorpion horse locusts or something in this one. Now, I I, I got to be honest. I'm a little worried. <laughs> stock footage of those. <laughs> <laughs> they were looking everywhere for it. Uh, by the way, there are... Three versions of this on YouTube, one in 26 parts, one where the sound isn't synced, and one that appears to just be the movie. So if you like to watch along, <laughs> either of them seem to be fine. Any of them work. Yeah, right, Probably right, exactly. Really we'll matter. have the one that works on our Facebook page, of course. <laughs> so with that to look forward to, we're going to bring episode 68 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per-episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful and thereby earn early access to every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms and if you enjoyed this show be sure to check out our sibling shows the scathing atheist and the skeptic right available on itunes stitcher and wherever else podcasts live if you have questions comments or cinematic suggestions you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com all the music used in this episode was written and performed by ryan slotnick of evil giraffes on mars and was used with permission if you like what you hear hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week for heath enright and eli bosnick i'm no illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week until then we'll leave you with a breakfast club close Motown Philly back again. Jesus. Bronson asked God to forgive him and almost went to heaven. But then he rested his chin on his knuckles for a second and went to hell for sodomy. <laughs> the guy who dug Bronson's dad's corpse up years earlier continued to fuck it for almost a decade. Noah told my secret about digging up Bronson's dad's corpse on air <laughs> and I'm not speaking to him anymore. Heath, tell Eli, I said I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a more dramatic reading than anything that we got in this movie. That's true. I don't mean to pat myself on the back. That is not a compliment well, to me. Well, your forehead fits in a room, so. <laughs> All right. So Heath and I are starting this first one off, and you're coming in later as the gay apocalypse demon? Yeah. All right. One second. Throw that on your uh, business card <clears throat> as well. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll I'm cut sorry. that out, Eli. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just, I surprised myself with that. <laughs> That's your eight. <laughs> <laughs> I managed to win it. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. So I'm going to start over at the beginning of the, the next scene. There. Okay. The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle and a Thunderstorm, LLC. Copyright 2016. All rights reserved.